the war or the enmity is between Satan and the woman right. and her seed. Right. To this day, right. he's still after the woman. That enmity is a mutual hatred that mm -hmm. we have with him, and he hates us just as much. Mm -hmm. But it's our children. Yeah. And now we got a cause. Yes. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is our cause, as King David even said. Isn't there a cause? Right. Yeah, is there not a cause? Yeah, that's right. And it awakened me. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out his spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promise outpouring. We equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We have with us a very special guest, Patricia Arenas. And she has been operating in the Spirit of God, being moved by the Lord to do spiritual warfare. She has been contending for the outpouring in many, many ways. And she's going to share with us some of the things that the Lord has shown her and encourage you to do the things that the Lord shows you to do. We're so glad that you're with us today. Before we get started, I want to encourage you, if you haven't already done so, please go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and you can see there a place to sign up for our emails, we want to stay in touch with you. Hopefully you want to stay in touch with us. We want to hear from you. There's a place to give us feedback there as well. We would love to hear from you and hear what's on your heart. There's a place there where you can donate and help us to stay in this podcast platform. And there's places there to check out our blogs and there are events coming up. Uh, the next event that's coming up will be our Anointed Youth Retreat, our Generation Awakening Youth Retreat, and young adults are welcome as well, ages 15 to 30-something young adults. And we just want to, to get the, the people here that are wanting to have more of God in their life, get them ready to go back to school, get them ready to, to serve God with with gladness and with a backbone and to uh, just carry the, the glory. They're, they're going to come here and get filled with the glory and meet other people that are ready to be filled with the glory and walk with God all of their days. So today we have with us Patricia Arenas. And Patricia, we just want to welcome you to the Global Outpouring Podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. So you've been a believer for a while. and uh, But how, how were you raised? Were you raised in a Christian home? I was not. What was it like? Well, you know, we uh, we were born and raised uh, Catholic, mm -hmm. and uh, I really didn't pursue, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know. Even though we were raised Catholic, I never really went to church. Mm -hmm. You know, our family, you know, um, unfortunately, it was uh, some dysfunction. You know, our, our mother passed away very, very young, oh. um, unfortunately, from uh, alcoholism. Oh. So it was a broken family, and uh, through all of that, you know, I really just kind of grew up on my own. I had siblings, and we were very close, and still are to this day. Thank God. But um, there was spousal abuse and because of this. So didn't know anything better, you mm -hmm. know, and I just continued to just move forward with my life. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I left home about 14 and oh, lived my. with my sister. Oh. And uh, she was a few years older than me, about six. Wow. And, you know, I finished high school and got into the military. Which branch? I was wow. Army. Army. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So what did you do in the military? What did you do in the Army? Well, you know, if it wasn't for my sister, you know, she's the one who went in first. And uh, so she told me about it. Just I was 17 years old and, you know, being brought up in a very small, you know, city. Mm -hmm. I, I'm actually from New Mexico. Mm -hmm. What happened was I, I wanted to get away from all of how I was brought up and stuff. So I joined 
at 17, my mother and father actually signed for me wow. to go in. Wow. Uh, well, and what year was that? That was 1979 is when I signed 79. up. Okay. And 1980, yeah. I actually went into basic training thinking, oh, I'll just sign up for six years. It gets me away from, from home. Mm -hmm. You know, that was my intent. But I ended up staying 20 years. Wow. And wow. retired. You made a career out of it. Sure did. Oh, and that's wow. a story in itself. But You can yeah. crack a pretty good whip, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. And <laughs> well, that, it was, that was good training for what you do now. <laughs> absolutely. Not knowing, yeah. unbeknownst to me, that that was what was going to happen. I just, I really enjoyed being in the military. So not only did I joined the the army i actually got a job with the department of defense mm -hmm. there and i i came back home and it was with the national guard mm, so okay. i stayed there until wow. i retired both wow. from the military and from the civilian it was a civilian um job wow yeah so i was very fortunate and i was able to stay home because i really did love my home and um that's when I met the Lord. Yeah, that, mm. that was my next question. So tell us about how yeah. you met the Lord. Wow. Were you still in the military when you met him? Yes, absolutely. In fact, uh, you know, my, my mother passed away very young because of uh, the alcoholism. And uh, she was 51 years old. Oh, my. Mm. And she passed away like May 28th, uh, gosh, 1981. I was only 19. Hmm. And uh, my father being, uh, you know, like I said, we were born and raised Catholic. He would always have a memorial service for her mm -hmm. every single year on that day. Wow. And uh, it, it, it kind of goes on with a, a little bit of the background of how I got saved. My father got very ill in 1996. So it was 15 years after my mother's passing. And he never remarried. But what was so, I started seeing something, but not quite knowing what it was, but it was a miracle, not knowing that's what it was. But my father passed away on May 28th, 1996, hmm. 15 years to the day of my mother's death. Wow. Oh, wow. Whoa. And even to yeah, this day, I still feel. <laughs> and yeah. um, I was involved with a, with a gentleman. He was in the military with me, was not married at the time. And um, when my father got sick, he wasn't around. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? And we had been very, very close. And finally, I asked him and he said, I have cancer. Oh. And it was like two years after my father's death that... Uh, we got married, and uh, he passed away in 1998. Mm. Oh, it was wow. April 12, 1998, and things started happening. I started seeking because I was like, why is this happening to me? Mm. And uh, thank God for some friends mm -hmm. that were in the military with us came to pray wow. in the hospital room with, with uh, his name was Michael, and at that time, I was already getting a stirring from the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So he passes away April 12, 1998. And two weeks later, I was at a Bible study. Mm -hmm. And they asked, you know, they, I told him my story. I just buried my husband. And uh, they said, would you like to receive Jesus wow. as your <laughs> Lord and Savior at this Bible? And I said, yes. I mean, I was broken, completely yeah. broken. Wow. That was He was my best friend. Yeah. So, of course, they laid hands on me. I really, none of my family had ever been to a Bible study in, in mm -hmm. such a fashion or gone to any other church. So when I, when I went, I sensed something, but I didn't know what that something was. And then I got home and I went to the National Guard. And that's where I worked. And uh, all of a sudden, I worked in the basement no windows, oops, one door. And I go in and they had given me a Bible. And I looked and I opened it just like an ordinary book. And from the first page, and I looked up and I was reading it. And I said, I don't even know how to pray to you. This wind came from nowhere. Oh, wow. There was no air conditioning on. I was the only one in the room. But it was... Wow. And I fell on my face on wow. the ground and I started speaking in another language. Wow. And the That's only awesome. time God. I ever heard that was the night before at this Bible study, but I didn't question it. I just, I left it alone. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking to myself, just 
am I going crazy? You know, my husband's gone. My dad passed away. Am I losing it? That's what I thought. And I heard him say, you are praising me. Wow. And I said, you are really real. He made himself real to me. Even oh, to this glory. day, I, oh. I remember the exact day, the moment. It was April 24th, 1998. And I remember just distinctly saying, I want to walk where you walked. I want to know who you are. I don't even know who this king of the Jews is. I didn't. Not really. <laughs> and I was in Israel, June 1998, for the first time of my life. Wow. He sent me That's there. Fast. It was very fast. And I started learning about just the, the feasts and just different things that I didn't know about Israel. And I fell in love. Wow. So... I was never a very good Catholic, but I didn't know what I really was. And now I was just a believer. But one of the things that I can honestly say was my friends. If it wasn't for my friends and I said, I don't know what's going on with me. They said, well, just come to the church that we go to. Well, their church happened to be a charismatic church and it was a deliverance church. So I was delivered of so many things. Wow. So I believe That, you know, he needed to clean me, you know, clean me up, get me ready. But I still, it was still a process all along, even now. Yeah. It's still a process. Of course it is. But that's how, there's just no doubt in my mind Mm -hmm. whatsoever that I'm born again. I have received the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and I live for him. I want to know him more. I mean, I'm literally in love with him and I just, I want to continue and so my family, not knowing what was going on, my older sister was very concerned. And so she <laughs> followed me to the church I was going to because she thought I was in a cult. <laughs> so she goes with me. And guess what happens? She got born again. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Glory to God. And then her, her, her daughter and an, another niece. And then my other sister was just like, well, if you're going to. You know, my my daughter is going, and I don't know where she's going. She said, if it was me, she said, it's okay. But now you're messing with my my children. So she goes to a Bible study, and guess what happens? <laughs> she gets born again. So all wow. this time, they are still serving the Lord just like I am. Glory you know, I'm just a little bit more outward going where they've been home. But wow. they're like my main intercessors. Oh, how wonderful. They're wonderful. And they just love when I go and do things like this. And they're constantly Mm -hmm. praying for me. And to do, they they know I'm just pioneering for the family. And they're there just in the home front. Mm -hmm. That's our base, right? Mm -hmm. And praying for the rest of the family. Wow. To come to know the Lord Jesus. So there are still more that need to come in yet. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, definitely. But they listen to us now. They see that we've been we've been adamant with our walk. Beautiful. We have been constant, and they're coming around. Yeah. And we just do not give up. Yeah. But Christ we were God. the first fruits of our family. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Especially, it's especially strong when there's a big change. Yes. Was there a big change in your in your attitude and oh, your character? My goodness, uh, when I said that I was delivered of many things, you know, my husband and I, we we had a wonderful life. I mean, we had everything. You know, I had a beautiful home. We had vehicles. We had friends, but we had, you know, the party life. That mm. was our life, mm. and it was good. I thought, <laughs> you know, we had everything. Like, yeah. It yeah. really was until all of a sudden, uh, you know, my father goes home and now my my best friend my husband and i just like i was devastated yeah yeah and and the lord came into my life yes and i was never the same wow and the testimony i would just immediately would just go tell people i was like that samaritan woman and then i was reading the word i was so hungry because i've never knew Mm -hmm. the word but I started questioning, did my husband know? Yeah, yeah. I was going to yeah. ask, I, did, did yeah. you get any... any in- well, you know, I, it, it was difficult because, you know, even the church I was going to, well, did he say the sinner's prayer? Do you know? I was like, I, 
I don't know. I don't think so. Now I started getting a fear mm -hmm. and I thought, how can I live, you know, knowing that I'm saved and he's not. Mm. And oh. I would get just different things from different people. Mm -hmm. And I finally just, you tell me. Yes. You show me. And a couple of things that he gave me, the, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, he just said, I am compassionate to whom I will be compassionate to, which mm. touched my heart. Mm -hmm. But the one I would say, and I know it's about Jesus, but he says, if a seed does not fall down and die, it cannot be fruitful. And it was through Mike's death that my family came. Mm. And my family loved him. He was such a good man. I said, Lord, I know you saved him because he never complained once. Even as much pain that he was in, he never, and I took care of him those last six months of him going home, and he never was angry. He was never angry with God. He just, he just accepted what was going on. And I couldn't understand that because I wasn't yet born again yet. Mm -hmm. mm. But the Lord, with his grace, allowed me to take care of him. And I said, I don't even know if I was a good enough wife because we weren't married very long. Mm -hmm. And he says, mm -hmm. if you fed me when I was hungry, oh, if you have clothed me when I was naked, if you took care of me when I was sick, then wow. you've done it to the least of my brethren. Mm-hmm. That's all I needed yeah. for, to hear from him. And I was satisfied yeah. with that answer. I didn't have to go back in my mind over and over. Is he saved? Is he not saved? Is my family saved? I just trusted. Amen. There's nothing that I could have done. I couldn't change yeah. mm -hmm. anything. I yeah. just had to accept that this was my life now. Mm -hmm. And I've been serving the Lord 25 years Wow. And with my sisters. And we, we came in in Jubilee. We always call ourselves the Jubilee Sisters. <laughs> because, you know, of course, 1948, which I didn't know at the time. 50 yeah. years later, mm -hmm. here wow. is 1998. Wow. So Israel became a nation. Right. Yes. Right. right. So all of these things were just like dropping upon us and then getting Isaiah 61. Mm -hmm. Reading Luke 14, you know, and, and other people started talking about it. I said, Oh, this is what they're talking about. <gasps> That's me, you know? So Glory I knew he was speaking to me individually. Yes. <laughs> that no one can change my mind. I know <laughs> that I know. Amen. Yeah. And even if they were just, how can you believe in this Jesus? How can I not? Mm -hmm. yeah. He made himself real to me and no one can take that away. Very true. And that's the contending. Yes. contending for what you know is truth and you know that you know when he speaks to you in that fashion there is a god mm -hmm. and Absolutely. he makes yeah. himself real to you yes amen and that's all i needed and then i would speak that way to my family to my friends and they would just they would gravitate to that the scriptures would just flow out and mm. i was just like this is not even me. They knew that because I was a partier. I was <laughs> always out. I had to leave my friends because yeah. I knew if I didn't, mm -hmm. I would have gone back to that life. Yeah. So I even left my job. Wow. Yeah. I took a, a sabbatical and I started going to a, actually a school of ministry every, uh, every year. It was in Mount Carmel. I don't know if you know of it. Um, in Mount Carmel with uh, David Davis. I know he's gone to be with the Lord now. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Yes. Yes, in Israel. In Israel, yes. Yeah. The Lord would send me over there mm, and I would go. Wow. And Yes, that's the one. And still go to this day every so often whenever oh, we man. have a chance to go to Israel. So when we spoke er earlier about Israel, I was just like, <laughs> look at what the Lord does. I love it. He gives us uh, just that knowledge of who he is yes yeah and where he's from and we need to know that because that's our spiritual heritage yeah. which i didn't know yeah. i didn't know about yeah. abraham isaac and Jacob. we weren't <laughs> we didn't read those stories i thought samson and delilah was just a movie <laughs> you know, or even moses because we yeah. never read the word of god wow yeah. 
Yeah, we weren't brought up in that way to read the Word of God. In fact, some of the stories would say, if you read the Word, you're going to go crazy. Oh, yeah, oh, that's what they would literally, I mean, my sisters would say the same thing. We were just like, wow. this is weird. But now I can't, I can't stop well, reading. you know, from their point of view, you did go crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, yes, crazy for him. Amen. Yeah. And we've been well, serving him ever since. And that's what our, our family sees to this day. We never went back. Beautiful. Never. Glory to God. So how did the Lord start leading you into spiritual warfare? Obviously, if mm-hmm. you've been in a church that teaches deliverance and Correct. practices deliverance, you're already kind of getting on that track. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little more about what happened next. Well, it would have to be back to when I was born again. I, I kind of skipped that, but I was in that room. And when I was in that room, when I first had the encounter with the Lord, a name came forth, and I had never heard this name before, honestly. And the, because I was I was praying in tongues, but in a foreign language, mm-hmm. not knowing that it was literally Hebrew. Really? I didn't know that until a few you know years later. But mm-hmm. the name that came forth was Elijah, and you had honestly. no idea who that was. No. <laughs> so. I literally, you know, I go to the the word, I, I believe it was the leading of the Holy Spirit because I even asked him, you know, first of all, I was like, I don't know how to pray to you. I start speaking in tongues. I literally just open the word yeah. just randomly. Mm-hmm. And he takes me to Romans 8. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. What a place I didn't to know. start. <laughs> and that's because right, I had never, honestly, I opened it just like a regular book that day. To start reading it just from Genesis on. Mm-hmm. I had never opened up the Bible. And I was, how old was I then? I was already in my 30s. Mm-hmm. I was in my 30s. So I go to Romans 8, and I'd love to read that. And what he showed me was this. Um, and this is Romans 8, and I'm going to start with verse 24. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Likewise, the Spirit, and remember I felt that Mm -hmm. wind, Mm -hmm. still not knowing, also (laughs) helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He was doing that in wow. me. God, that was my first experience of the Lord, and He gave me the confirmation of what was going immediately because I said, What am I doing? What mm-hmm. is this? He opened up the Word, and I read that, and I said, I'm in the presence. Wow. Of a living God. I fell to the ground. <laughs> and I stayed there for quite some time just weeping and weeping and mm-hmm. weeping and weeping. I don't know how long I was there. Wow. But I believe that's what started this utterance. And like I said, Elijah came forth when I was praying. So I thought, is there a person? Is it a name? What is it? So, <laughs> you know, they gave me a study Bible and it was just the Holy Spirit because I really didn't know. So I go and I, I know how to spell Elijah. So I went and I looked in the concordance and there was a name there. And I go, guess where? Where did our brother just, our, uh, that was just uh, having a, a teaching on Friday night? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First Kings chapter right. 19. <laughs> That's why I would go to the school of ministry up in Ha Carmel. Yeah. Because he had given that and it was about warfare. <laughs> wow. No. Immediately. Mm-hmm. So I was saying, why am I getting this? Who is this prophet? Because I started reading and I was interested. He took me immediately to this battle. Wow. That had nothing to do with me. It was all these thousands of years ago. And I said, Why am I learning this? Mm. And I I stayed there, and that's how he taught me how to not only contend Mm -hmm. for my, you know, he says, work out your deliverance daily Mm -hmm. with fear and trembling, and that's 
Even to this day, it's still fearful and trembling because he's still dealing with some stuff. Even coming up here, 25 years later, I'm coming through Tulsa, and something happens in my spirit. And I, I told the the gal that came up with me, we have to stop here. I don't know what's going on, mm. but I was having a deliverance. Wow! And mm. it had to do with my mother's background. Oh, oh wow! She used to always say, but. We always kept it hush that we had some Native American blood because I was brought up Hispanic in a Hispanic home, so it was like we didn't know about our Native culture or where we just always thought, "Oh my gosh!" Hmm. She said that our grandmother may have been Pueblo Indian. Oh wow! But something happened as we I was coming through Tulsa just this past week, mm-hmm. and there I was weeping mm-hmm. and weeping mm-hmm. because I believe he's trying the Holy Spirit to reveal something in order for me to go to the next place mm-hmm. in my walk of yeah. contending, right? And for me to be equipped, yes. And I know it has to do with my yes, my DNA. The land, yes, yeah. because we're so connected with the land mm-hmm. that I know that that's why he's been teaching me. And my background in the military helps, even though he had to. He's teaching me as a, as my trainer, but there's things in our military that you know you learn, mm-hmm. and that's what helped me to be equipped. I think. Possibly quicker. There mm. was things that I had to be untaught. Mm-hmm, sure, definitely. But he's also teaching through his word mm. because Beautiful. he's a mighty man of war. Amen. Yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. And uh, reading through it, I just gravitated to Ephesians six. Mm. I understood it. Sure. I, mm-hmm. I gravitated to Second Chronicles twenty. You know where these battles and you know King David with Goliath. I, it was like it was my story, but it was my my history, my yeah. spiritual mm-hmm. history, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. And that's what the Lord was was training me up. These are your patriarchs and your matriarchs, mm-hmm. not knowing that that's who they were. Yeah, Father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You've been grafted in, and I've been grafted in. Wow! Through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Nothing less. Amen. Amen. So, so he kept he kept teaching you and teaching you, and then what did you eventually start to do? Oh gosh, uh, I would say when when I left the military, I, I retired military, but I left my my civilian job. Just like a sabbatical, not knowing when I would go back, but I would say immediately he's just started sending me not only to Israel, but I started just getting involved in uh, different war—not uh, ne- not necessarily spiritual warfare, but the prophetic. I think it was through the prophetic that I started really realizing there's something more with these gifts. Mm-hmm. So through the gifts, I could see that there was. A, a part of me that wanted to learn more about warfare. What did that mean? You know, and of course, he took me to Second Corinthians ten, four and five, which I would love to go to. Go and that was another part because I was getting such deliverance, and mm-hmm. I needed to understand what was happening in my life because I couldn't go to my sisters, I couldn't go to my brothers because I was like. The pioneer, right? <laughs> and even getting deliverance for our family line, mm-hmm. like um, for instance, before I I read that scripture, when my sisters and I came in, we realized because we were in this deliverance ministry, we as the three sisters broke that curse of mm-hmm. alcoholism. Amen. Amen. And to this day. We do not drink, even when we come as a family with different functions. None of the children or grandchildren, ours, even want to drink. Glory you to know, God. and we tell them, you know, how we were brought up, not mm. to make them fear, but just to realize, look what the Lord has done. Yes. He broke this curse off our family and to Amen. die so young. Mm-hmm. And I'm 61 now. And all of us have surpassed my mother's, yeah. you know, age 
when she passed. Yeah. So that in itself to me is a miracle. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but I'd like to go to Second Corinthians chapter 10, and it talks about the spiritual war. Okay. So this is, I know I'm not unique. I believe this is how the Lord teaches us. Yes. All of us. And I'm sure you all have your same stories of how he took you to this particular scriptures. Because we need to know what is going on when these things happen. And he says, I would say, I'm going to start with verse 1. And it's talking about now. I, Paul, and we know it's the apostle, myself, am pleading with you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am lowly among you, but being absent and bold toward you. But I beg you that when I am present, I may not be bold with that confidence by which I intend to be bold against some who think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. But verse 3, for though we walk in the flesh, I knew I was walking in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Amen. I was like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. I still didn't understand about, you know, your your flesh and the carnality. And, you know, now I'm in the spirit that I had to build up my spirit, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was still just a babe. Yeah. I mean, I was 36 when I came to the Lord. And I was like, but I was still a babe in the Lord. But this, first four, for the weapons, I understood about weapons mm-hmm. because that's how we were trained in the military no, to understand yeah. your uh-huh. weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Okay. But mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. I understood about strongholds because that's what we're taught in the military. You know, there's, there, there's that strong one. There's that enemy. You've got to know who your enemy is. Mm-hmm. But I always thought the enemy was that. That other, whether it was a person or that ideal or that country that we were fighting against, whatever, but it's not that. I finally realized who my true enemy is. Hmm. And when I found that out, Mm -hmm. it was no longer against people or whatever. It was against Hasatan. Right. He is the true enemy. Right. So... I knew I need to cast down these arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing mm-hmm. every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. I got it. And when I got that in my own mind, it was still a process. And even to this day, I'm still mm-hmm. growing in that but I'm not the same as I was 25 years ago. Sure. I'm not the same, not even two months ago. Mm-hmm. I would even say even from two days ago. Yeah. Patricia is not the same woman. I know who I am Hallelujah. in him. Amen. I have an identity in Christ Jesus. Amen. And I know that I am a daughter of the Most High God. I know I have a purpose and his plan for me is good. Amen. And not evil. Amen. And I think once we come to that point, knowing who we are, who can be against us? No one can say any different. Mm-hmm. I am solid. Amen. Solid. Amen. And we need that. We need that foundation. Yes. And I believe that's where we're being equipped. And I started going to schools and going to prophetic schools, going to spiritual warfare schools. Because he, he had already showed me in the word, but I think being around people and knowing their story, mm-hmm. that's how we were being trained. And as here in Global Outpouring, it's the same thing. I had to contend, which I was contending for my salvation mm-hmm. through the help of the Holy Spirit, but he was also equipping me. Mm-hmm. But then he brought others to come alongside, just yeah. like in the military. Mm-hmm. Yes. You mm-hmm. have your battle buddies. Yeah. Right. You <laughs> have your team. Mm-hmm. And now we're engaging. Yes. And that's the part that I'm in right now. Wow. I've been equipped and we're always being trained. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, it's the engaging now, mm-hmm. finding out others that are doing the same thing as yes. I'm doing. And there's, how can I say, there's victory in that. Yes. Now we're getting confirmations. Oh, you're doing that? Oh, you're going on that assignment? That's your mission? 
and I could see it unfold, mm. and it is absolutely wonderful what the Lord is doing. He made us for such a time as this. Absolutely. Amen. And it was the people before us that prepared even for us to do what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So even in that, there's been a convergence yes. of the prayers before us, the mothers mm -hmm. and fathers before us. Yes. All of this training, it's not in vain That's what right. people That's have right. done. I yeah. wouldn't be here if somebody didn't pray for me. Right. And it could have mm -hmm. been my grandmother. Mm -hmm. It could have been yeah. my friends that brought me to the Lord. Mm -hmm. But whatever it was, the Lord had somebody. Mm -hmm. to get me into a place where I would say, here I am. Beautiful. Yeah. I want to be saved, yeah. even though I didn't know I needed to be saved. <laughs> right. Wow. So that's, that's the story of Patricia. I mean, wow. in a nutshell, but there's so much more. Yeah. You know that mm -hmm. 25 years worth sure. of so many things that he does in our life. So tell us how you found us. Ah. Uh -huh. It's That's, a good story. It's a very good story. Uh, didn't know anything about end time handmaidens, of course, or uh, Gwen Shaw, Sister Gwen. But um, I moved to Texarkana, Texas. <laughs> mm. okay. The Lord sent me there. I was supposed to be there for at least a good two, three years. And this was because I, I went back into the military while well, working for the, the government. And I had never left New Mexico before, but I went ahead and did it. And it was a good thing because I needed some healing, but I needed to leave something familiar because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that's where my roots are at, right? Yeah. So he pulled me from there. And it was through a, a mutual friend that is from New Mexico, but she lived in Arkansas. Mm -hmm. That's where she was born and raised. Mm -hmm. So it was like almost my last week to, and I was going to be heading back home. And we were both on a call, and it was a prayer call. And I said, well, I'm here in Texarkana, but I'm going to be heading back home. She goes, is that you, Patricia? And I, and I said, who's this? She said, Linda. And she said, come on by to Arkansas. I want you to meet my mom and come out here before you leave. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I said, okay. So oh. I drove from Texarkana, which is about maybe two and a half, three hours, mm -hmm. get to her home. And uh, we just started talking one night. And she goes, have you ever heard of... Gwen Shaw or even Ruth Heflin? And I said, no, I never have. She goes, well, I've been thinking of going out there this weekend. <laughs> she said, would you like to go? And I'll contact the ladies that I do know there. And so she contacted mm -hmm. Margaret, okay. one of the ladies here, and, of course, contacted you all. And that's how I came to know. And this was, oh. this was, oh, gosh, I think it was June or July of uh, 2020. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because wow. I went wow. back home in August of 2020. So it was still during, you know, mm -hmm. that time of COVID. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And you, I, I mean, there wasn't anyone here. It was a miracle to even have come. Wow. And to meet you all. Yeah. Wow. And that's how we met. And after that, I just decided, you know, this is something I want to be a part of. Mm. The ministry and started learning a little bit more about you all and... Wow. And got dedicated, and I've been dedicated, talking to other women. In fact, the gal that I came with now, she said she had met Sister Gwen in oh, New really? Mexico. Oh, I did. A few years that. back, and that's where the gal that just got dedicated. Mm -hmm. Wow! And she knew that this is something that she always wanted to do. So I drove wow. her up here, and here we are. Glory to God. Wow, Glory to God, God. yes. Wow. It's been a blessing. Hallelujah. It's been Hallelujah. a blessing. So during that time of the lockdown, the Lord began to give you some leadings. Yes. And I, I know that some of it is, uh, you use the word stealth when you talk about it. So <laughs> so it's not it's not the kind of thing that, you know, you make, you, you toot your horn about, but... Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you can share with us about the how the Lord led you? Because I think maybe some of our listeners are feeling things and, and, and they just need to know that this is normal. Right. It is. You know, being in military, 
you know, if he tells you to go, you're going to go on that mission and you have Mm -hmm. to be mission focused. Mm -hmm. I knew that in my mind, Mm -hmm. but I had never gotten a a, a command or a marching order from him directly Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I knew he was still healing me, delivering me. I mean, you're not going to send somebody out to, to war when they're not, you know, really ready, even though I've been training up through the leading of the Holy Spirit to go through all of this warfare for me individually. Mm -hmm. But now he started bringing others alongside me. And that's when I knew he was building up a team. Mm -hmm. And it was Mm -hmm. just a team of three Mm -hmm. right Uh now. And then then there was other women that would pray with us, but Mm -hmm. we always called ourselves, you know, the daughters of troops. Mm, and that is good. in Micah 5 1. Mm-hmm. And it was an identity. Yes. It's not mm. a ministry. It's not a, you know, anything, but who we are as daughters. Mm-hmm. So if you go to Micah 5 1, which I would love to read, because there's many women out there that think, what can we do? Mm-hmm. You know, and especially, you know, we think, oh, we can't go to war. We've been going to war as women for a long time, since the beginning with Genesis. Mm-hmm. The the war or the enmity is between Satan and the woman right. and her seed. Right. To this day, right. he's still after the woman. That enmity is a mutual hatred that mm-hmm. we have with him, and he hates us just as much. Mm-hmm. But it's our children. Yeah. And now we got a cause. Yes. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is our cause, as King David even said. Isn't there a cause? Right. Yeah, is there not a cause? Yeah, that's right. And it awakened me because mm-hmm. when you're not in that realm, you don't even know what Satan is doing with our children. Yeah. Until wow. you're uh-huh. awakened and now you're like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in this war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I choose to go. Hineni, here right. I am. Right. Amen. So I think in meeting these other women, they're the grandmas. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. great—I'm a great grandma. It might not sound like it, but you know, (laughs) through through my 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 second husband, he had six children, but I won't go into all of that. But his grandchildren call me grandma. Sweet. And now we have about twelve great grandchildren. Wow! wow. Come on, (laughs) he said in Isaiah fifty-four. You who have never bore a child will have more than the married woman. Look at that. He's done it. So when you read things like that, how can you not have an identity? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go to Micah so we could... So we can um, kind of see how he he works with women, right? Yes, this is good. So Micah 5.1 tells us, now. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Now, women. Now is the time. Gather yourself in troops. This is a now word. Amen. And this is from the Holy Spirit speaking through me right now because I could feel the unction that now is the gather yourself in troops, O oh daughter of troops. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking to you, daughters. Mm-hmm. He's speaking to you. He has laid siege against us. The enemy has laid siege against us. He's taking our children. And they're Mm -hmm. doing things that it's unimaginable, heinous acts. Mm -hmm. And we need to wake up and we need to gather now as those daughter of troops. Mm -hmm. So that's what we started doing. These women just started coming around. We started praying and the Lord sent us out. We just went to different places, you know, throughout different parts of the the country, really. Mm -hmm. Sending out on assignment, repenting, praying. Even during COVID, yeah, he mm-hmm. would just send us, and so, we were yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. We went, we prayed, we repented, and what does he say in Second Chronicles? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was one of our 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 heart scriptures. You know that when he spoke to us with that, and I wanna I wanna go there so you could see how the Lord speaks to all of us. Yes. In Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people. Yes. If my people who are called by, by my, my name, name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then Then will I hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. Powerful scripture. Two different things. He 
forgives our mm-hmm. sin, yeah. but he also heals our land. Yes. And mm-hmm. that's what we've been needing, especially where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. all of us can attest to that in any part, whether it's Arkansas, whether it's New Mexico, we need healing. Yes. in our land. Yes. And I believe that's why the Lord needed me to understand a little bit more about my my native side. Yeah. I don't know it. I just know that there's something there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I need to embrace that mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Because he wants to speak into that and he wants to heal yes. and forgive our sin, yes. but also heal our land. Mm-hmm. Amen. You yeah. know, a lot of atrocities happen mm-hmm. when, mm-hmm. you know, the conquistadores, and there's a lot of history, and that's where the Lord takes us. Mm-hmm. He has us research. He has us go into biblical, you know, research, but also our historical research right. so mm-hmm. that we can get to the origin mm-hmm. as best as we can. Mm-hmm. And pray, yeah. repent. Right. So all I can tell you now is that there's water in our land. <laughs> the Rio Grande was very dry a year ago where you can literally walk across it. Wow. Mm-hmm. That right now it's a raging river. Wow. This is one year, everyone. Wow. And I know it's not just us praying. Mm-hmm. This is people praying and prayers from the past. Mm-hmm. He's already mm-hmm. starting to flow. Yes. Amen. 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 Another beautiful lake up close to um, Santa Fe. It's called Cochiti Lake. Mm-hmm. My nephew just told me, because they always go out there to boat and fish. He said where the water was at before, it's all the way up here now mm. that they have to park even further away when it was, mm. you know what I mean? Wow. That up. it's so full. Glory to God. Like prophetic so, what God's going to do. Amen. amen. <laughs> so Absolutely. all those prayers, yeah. people coming, the prophetic words, that's contending. Yes. He says to contend for your prophetic word, but for your land. Right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. People have come from Dutch Sheets and different mm-hmm. people, Chuck Pierce, Cindy Jacobs, Gwen Shaw. Mm-hmm. You, I believe both of you have come. Prophetic words have come mm-hmm. forth. But now the people of the land are prophetically speaking as yes. well. Amen. And we're Amen. seeing the transformation. Glory mm-hmm. to God. We're engaging now. Yeah. Yes. Amen. That's the importance of us mm-hmm. being healed and delivered and understanding about spiritual warfare so that we can come and take back what the enemy has stolen Stole. from each yeah. and every one of us. Amen. That's Amen. the cause. Glory to God. And that's the passion. And that's what he went to the cross for, that we take back. That dominion is ours. Amen. We speak into the land. Satan can't. He's a creative being, but we were made from the dirt. We yeah. were made from the land. That's so true. So we have every authority Amen. to speak into the land now. Amen. That's good. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Patricia, would you please pray for our listeners yes. to get, um, if they're not already stirred up, I think they're probably stirred up just from the way you're just, just releasing what the yes. Lord has in you. But pray for them as the Holy Spirit leads. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We have sensed you so strong in this room right now. Father, not even knowing what was going to happen, what was going to be said, but you have a word. You are the voice. And he says, remember, remember, remember him. That he, And his voice is thundering right now, everyone. He yes. says, now is the time. Yes. Now hmm. it's time for us to open up our ears to hear. What the Spirit of the Lord is saying. So, Father, we ask right now for all those that are listening in to to just unlock, to remove anything that might be staunching their their walk or or stopping uh, from them listening in. Remove, uh, Father, uh, we repent of any deaf and dumb spirits. Amen. Father, remove that from our hearing. Remove that from our mouth. The enemy is always trying to stop us from even engaging. Engaging by voicing even the word of God. 
into the very atmosphere. We need to engage in that way. He is the voice of many waters. He is the voice thundering. And he is that voice that is speaking into your heart right now. Each and every one of you. Listen. He is speaking. Even in that still, small voice. Yes. And Father, we pray for each person that will listen in even later. Father, that this is your time, that you're not going crazy. You're not, you know, is this what's happening? Am I really hearing right? Yes. He is speaking loud and clear. The Lord is with us. There's more for us than there is against us. We will trample on snakes and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. And by no means, no harm can come to you. Greater is he in us than the one that's in the world. We need to believe that. And I I want to go to to Isaiah 54 because Isaiah 54 speaks a, a, a blessing for us as mothers, as fathers, as the bride, the bride of Messiah, because she's making herself ready. Amen. Amen. And he's preparing our children. They're coming back from the borders. Amen. They're coming back home, all of them. And we need to be celebrating. Let us Mm, celebrate because our children are coming back from the enemy's camp. Amen. We're taking them back. Yes. But he says here, Oh, you afflicted one. You've been afflicted. All of us. The enemy has tossed us to and fro with his tempest and we were not comforted but behold he says i will lay your stones with colorful gems and lay your foundations with sapphires i will make your pinnacles of rubies your gates of crystal and all your walls of precious stones 13 isaiah 54 13 all your children I've never had, uh, I never bore a a child from my own womb, but we have spiritual children. And I speak into each and every one of you. You have spiritual children and all of your natural children shall be taught by the Lord. And great shall be the peace of your children. Yes. This is his word. Yes. Believe it. Trust it. Know it. He is not a man that he would lie. He is our husband. How much more will he give his bride, his wife? Yes. How much, even up to half of his kingdom. Amen. And if he says this, then it is true. Amen. I believe it. Yes. And we should all believe because he is the true and living God. And he will accomplish it. And the one word that he did when I first opened my word today, and I'll end with this. And he says in Jeremiah chapter 1, this is the verse he says, Then the Lord said to me, he's saying to all of you that are listening in, You have seen well, for I am ready. Yes. The Lord is ready. Yes. To perform his word. Yes. Yes. Amen. He is ready. It is now. This is the time. And you take that and you run with it because this is his word.